last week was interesting because I said, welcome to the Tabernacle of Deliverance, org. Now, that's the website that you go on to the uh, prayer request, love offering. But it's actually welcome to the Tabernacle of Deliverance, Incorporated. Now, once again, as Pastor Welcome said, we're located at 35 South Middletown Road. Manuel, New York, 10954. Uh, now, all of a sudden, I'm getting like, <laughs> and we're located on the third floor. Amen. And I'm your host this evening, Evangelist Maxine Wells, and we welcome you, we welcome you, we welcome you. We are going to say Happy Mother's Day once again to all those mothers who have uh, those that are, uh, you know, how to become mothers, children that, um, needed a home, these other people, um, uh, women that took them in, uh, and just even um, your uh, women that had children, and even like my pastor was saying, aunts, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, just in general, we just want to wish you a happy, blessed Mother's Day today, that being another Mother's Day. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we're going to begin with a word of prayer before we get into the service. We're going to begin with a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for another day that you've given us once again. Oh Lord, we ask you to forgive us, oh God, of our sins, oh God, cleanse our hearts, oh God, this evening. Oh God, clear our minds so we may be able to hear your word, oh God. Oh Lord, keep me self out of the way, oh God, Lord and that I will be able to bring your word and that others may be able to hear, take it, and let someone else know the goodness of Jesus. Thank you. We give your name the honor, glory, and the praise because it's always about Jesus, always about Jesus, not about us, not about the person that's delivering the message, but it's about Jesus Christ. And we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So, um, you know, today I have an interesting topic today, but before we get into it, I just want to uh, sing like a, a, a wonderful song, um, My Soul Says Yes, because sometimes we need to be able to say, and we all go, we all sometimes get into a situation where we can't say yes to the Lord, and sometimes it can be hard to but we want to say yes. So the song goes, my soul says yes, 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 my Lord. My soul says yes. My soul says yes, 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 my Lord. My soul says yes, yes, yes. My soul says yes, 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 my Lord. My
right? Some people are scared to fly, aerophobia. Some people are scared, yeah, fear of flying. Now, I, I'm going to tell you, I can't, I do not like to fly at all. And I ask the Lord to help me with this all the time when I get on the plane, but I just don't like it. So it's a fair fly and I, can't, I don't like it. I'm going to admit it. Yes, I may be giving this message today, but it's the truth. So aerophobia, arachnophobia, all those, you know what, arachnophobia, right? Fear of spiders. Some people are afraid of spiders. And then the last one is glossophobia, which I never even heard of that one. But when you hear the meaning, they know fear of public speaking. So people that are afraid to go out and speak in public, like I'm speaking now, but I'm just saying, like fear of public speaking where they become so sweaty and they feel like they're going to pass out. And, you know. So these are the different fears. We don't want to get too, too, too much into them. I'm just giving you um, the different types of fears because we're talking about the spirit of fear and how we let these different types of fears sometimes run our lives to the point where we can't even go outside. We can't even go outside. Now, let's go to the scripture. Let's start with the scripture and talk about the spirit of fear. We're talking about fear. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. Let's go to 2 Timothy 1 and 7. And when you all have it. 2 And, and it states, the scripture states, it states as such, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I'm going to read it again. For God has not, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, for God has, has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So if you let fear, yeah. let it, the spirit of fear will control your mind. So it will control your mind if you let yeah. the spirit of fear enter in. And like I said, we've all had fear, different types of fear. But we talk, we're talking about here when you, you get to the point of fear where, like I stated again, you can't go out. It just it, it ruins your uh, uh, your life. It can ruin relationships, um, your uh, a job, uh, you know, um, friendships, uh, just different things in your life and different, or you connect, with, where you connect in your life, the, the fear can ruin it. Yes. Okay. However, the Lord, the Lord wants us to overcome our fear. He wants us to overcome. He wants us to take these fears and give it unto Him. Amen. Uh -huh. Sometimes it can be easier said than done, right? Is every everybody in agreement? It can be easier said than done. <laughs> you know, we could say, "Oh," someone can say, "Oh, get over it. Just get over it." But it's not so easy all the time. Sometimes you really have to take it to the Lord in prayer. You have to fast, consecrate, you know, in order to overcome your fear. And then God doesn't make us fearful. You know, we know that it's Satan 
you know, God doesn't, he doesn't give us, like, just like the scripture said, because he hasn't given us the spirit of fear. God has given us power to overcome the particular type of fear or fears that we have or that we have encountered in our lives. Amen? So, and he gives us, like I said, the power to overcome, you know, overcome those fears. And he loves us and wants us and he loves us and we must love ourselves, right? That's part of it also. We have to love ourselves also. Because if we don't love our, ourselves, we can't love someone else, right? Amen? And also, when it comes to, uh, uh, we were talking about reverence, you know, we're supposed to fear God, right? We're supposed yes. to fear him. We're supposed to respect him. But not, you know, when it's a point, there's some a reverence or respect. It's not like, oh my God. God is going to kill me right now there. You know, not to that point. It's a respect. It's a reverence. However, just back it up a little bit. Although we must fear him that is to, that is able to keep to kill both body and soul, right? And I'm going to get into uh, a little bit part of that uh, when we talk about fear and man. Amen? Okay. So... And we want to go into the next scripture. We want to go into is Psalm 56, verse 3. Psalm 56, verse 3 to 4. Psalm 56, verse 3 to 4. As we continue to talk about the spirit of fear. And how, uh, you know, it can take total control of your life. But we know that Jesus, once again, has given us the power to control that particular fear. And we just thank the Lord for that. We thank the Lord. We have to thank God for the different um, avenues that we have in order to overcome. Right? He's given us other people. He's put other women and men of God in our lives, right? For over, for, to help us overcome. Um, you have sometimes people that you have to minister to. God has led you to a particular person or a particular person has come your way and you have to be able to bring, you have to be able to help them. You have to be able to guide them through the word of God and through God giving you uh, what to uh, tell them. Amen? Yes. So Psalm 56 and 3 to 4, I mean verses 3 to 4, it begins, what time am I afraid? I will trust in thee. That's verse 3. What time am I afraid? I will trust in thee. Amen. And then verse four says, I'll read, in God, I will praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. So if we go back to verse three, what time am I afraid? I will trust in thee. When we are afraid, we must trust in the Lord. Amen? As a believer in Jesus Christ. So we have to trust in him. So say, what time am I afraid? So when I'm afraid, when I'm afraid, I'm going to trust in the Lord. 
Once again, we said easier said than done, but sometimes rather. But however, we know that that's what we have to trust in. We have to trust in the almighty God, the maker and maker of heaven and earth. Amen? Yes. So also states, uh, we must not fear the, the destructiveness of man. So what man can do unto us. Because the second, the verse four states, in God will I praise his name. So I'm going to praise the name of God. I'm going to praise his name. In God have I to once again put my trust. I'm going to put my trust in him because of this particular fear that I have. I'm going to put my trust in God. I'm going to put my trust in Jesus Christ that I'm going to be brought out of this situation. Amen. So, and, you know, we're not going to fear man, although some people do fear man, but we're going to fear the one that we respect and reverence, with reverence, which means respect, God, who's able to kill both the body and the soul, right? Man, he can kill your body, but the soul, he has nothing to do with that. Amen? So that's who we want to fear. Now, we know that Jesus is the author also and finisher of our faith, right? He is. He's the author and finisher of our faith. So we're going to go to Hebrews 12 and 2. And that, you know, that comes in with fear because he's the one that's going, he's the one that's going to bring you completeness in him. Hebrews 12 and 2 when you have it. Amen. Looking unto Jesus, Hebrews 12 and 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So we're looking unto Jesus, the author. So what does an author do? An author begins writing a book, right? So Jesus begins when we're born. That's the beginning of our life, right? We're still talking about fear. We're talking about fear. But just uh, hear me out. So he's, it's, 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 he's the author of our life. God is the author. Jesus Christ is the author. He died for our sins. But this is the beginning, right? And then, and finish of our faith. An author in a book, right? Finishes yes. the book. So the author writes begins writing the book, and the author, the, the beginning of the book, the middle of the book, and the end of the book. So you have your beginning, you have your a body, and then you have your conclusion, right? That's how our life is, when you think about it. So God is the, he's the author, he's the, the, the finisher. So if you have certain fears going on once again in your life, you may have it in the beginning, but God can take it and at the end, right? The finish of our the finisher, right? Of our faith, our faith will, will, will get us out of that fear. Amen. It'll bring us out of that fear. Now, remember, all this is if you let the Lord do it. That's very important. You have to let the Lord do it. That's the most important 
important thing because sometimes we can say, oh, I want to come out of something and then we, we're still in it. You know what I mean? Because we didn't really put in that effort. We have to also put the effort in. Oh, Lord, I want you to save me. Oh, Lord, I want you to, I need a home. Lord, I need a job. So did you go out there and look for that job? No, fear kept you back. Here we go back into the fear. Fear kept you away from looking for that job, right? Fear kept you away from people. I want to, you know, I want to get to to the Lord. I want to come to the Lord. I want to come to church. It's not just about going to church, but it's about the relationship with Jesus Christ, right? Mm -hmm. But however, you can come to a church and get set and become saved. Just like you can on the you can become saved on the street. You can become saved in your home. Amen? Mm -hmm. I know I was in someone's home when I was young, and that's when I became saved. So it doesn't necessarily have to be in the church, but however, God can take it to a point if you let him, where you can come out of that fear and you can move on with your life and yeah. you become become prosperous in what he wants you to be and what you also want to be for yourself. Because remember, God, uh, you know, the seed is planted, right? Right? The seed is planted, then it has to be watered, then it flourishes. Amen. So we have to want to be able to flourish and come out of that fear. Come, I mean, come out of the fear to flourish. Amen. In Jesus Christ. Amen. And Amen. I hope I'm not going too fast. I'm just, you know, uh, uh, wanting to make sure that you understand uh, regarding fear and how it can just take a person's life and completely change it. But we want to be able to change and come. We want to change and come out of the fear. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay, and so there's another scripture that I wanted to read also. Uh, 1 Peter 5 and 7. 1 Peter 5 and 7. First Peter 5 and 7, and it reads, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Amen? Amen. So once again, First Peter 5 and 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. So now if you go into this chapter, this chapter um, Taking my glasses off a little bit because sometimes <laughs> I don't need it to read. Um, but if you go into the actual chapter, it's really talking about, let me get to that scripture. Sorry. First Peter 5, wait. Second. There we go. First Peter, yes, 5 and 7. And it's really talking about how you take care of the flock, right? It's asking how a shepherd would take care of the flock, so a pastor, you know, uh, 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 overseer. But the reason why I wanted to bring this out is because casting all your care upon him for he cares for you, because when you have a fear, you can go, you should be able to go to the man or woman of God and ask them in confidence 
Yeah. Right? Because sometimes it's, if you want, sometimes some people are, they're a little nervous here. We go back again. This is fair. They're a little nervous and they don't want everyone to know. Right? So they just want, they want to be able to, to go to a person, a man, a woman of God, even a brother or sister in Christ. Because once you become saved, you're a minister in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right? Amen? So you want to be able to go to that person and confidence. You want them to pray for you. So that's why the scripture is saying, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. So we want to be able to cast our cares upon the Lord Jesus Christ, right? We want to be able to do that. And but we want to also be able to know that when we do ask someone to pray for us and we say, could you keep it confident? That's going to be we what we don't we don't do not want to have that fear going back to fear again, that that is going to be spread all over. Amen. That we want to be able to, to lean on the Lord because you know sometimes uh some people are loneliness, right? And they really don't have anyone else, or some people are by themselves and they don't have any family members, they don't have anyone to, to, to help them in certain situations, and sometimes they need somebody that's a lay person, someone that's in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm talking about someone that's truly, truly saved. Right, that's in the gospel of Jesus Christ to pray them out of a situation. Some people get in certain things, certain situations rather, and they can't get out of it. They they're so fearful, right? They become so fearful. They become to the point where they feel desperate, and 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 besides being lonely, but they feel desperate where they just can't get out of this situation. And they need someone to pray them out. Amen? Yes. They need someone to pray them out. And we want to be able to do that as, um, you know, saints of God. We want to be able to do that. We want to be able to, if someone comes to us and asks us to pray with them, that they were able to do it right then on the spot. Right? You don't want to have to think about it. Wait, hold up. Let me think. Am I saved today? Wait a minute, let me think about it. Um, okay, I can do it. No, we want to know that we're saved. We follow Jesus Christ every day. Look, if you're in the church and you are just show, you know, this is just show, no, that's no good. You have to be saved at home, saved in the church, saved when you go to the store, saved on the job. <laughs> you, know, you have to be and you have to be saved all the time. And now listen, we all uh, come short sometimes, right? We do. But now you have to know that you you have to know that you know that you know that you're able to pick back up right then and there, not wallow like they used to say, wallow in your mess <laughs> and continue on, right? You want to be able to pick back up and continue and, and keep on moving. Amen? Amen. So um, let's go to First uh, John. We're still talking about fear. First John four and eighteen. First John four and eighteen. When you have it, None? okay. There, First John four and eighteen. There is no fear in love, but perfect love passeth, passeth out fear. 
right? Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Yes. So I'm going to read it one more time. First John 4 and 18. There is no fear in love. But perfect love passeth out fear. So there is no fear in love. So you cannot have fear in love. No, Jesus died for our sins. He loved us. Um, and I'm going to get to that part of uh, the message. Um, but perfect love, perfect love, you know, Jesus Christ, uh, perfect love. It casteth out. So casteth, when you cast something, that's it. It's gone. You took it and you threw it out, right? <laughs> you took it and you threw it out. Yes. Because fear hath torment. Let me say it again. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Okay, so when a person is fearful, he or she feels tormented, right? You do. You feel tormented. Like you can't, once again, get out of that whatever situation you're in. Whatever you're fearful of, or whatever you're um, being fearful uh, uh, about, feeling of not being able to move past once again a particular fear. You're tormented. You're tormented to the point where you wake up in the morning and the fear is there. You go to work, the fear is there. You come home, the fear is still there. Until you realize, you know what? I got to get rid of this fear. I have to get rid of it. Somehow I, I have to move on with my life because this fear is taking my life over, right? And then we know that it says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Jesus Christ is that perfect love. That casts yeah. out fear. That's how I get. I got to mean that's what the scripture state. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Jesus Christ. When you bring Jesus Christ into your life, he'll cast out that fear. Yeah. He'll cast it out. You let it into your life. He'll cast out the fear. Whatever the fear is, you know, and I know sometimes I'm repetitive. But I want you, I believe God has me being repetitive is to get it into your spirit. So you can get out, get rid of the spirit of fear and bring the spirit of, you know, of joy, peace, love, you know, um, and this passes all understanding, you know, and will keep your mind, you know, keep your mind on Jesus Christ. And then we know that Jesus conquered all fear through his through the blood. At Calvary, right? When he died on the cross, the scripture, we're going to go to the scripture, John 3, 16, but we're going to go to verse 17 also. Because you know everybody, John 3, 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave only the blood. But we want to go to John 3, 16, and 17. But before we get to that scripture, before we get to that scripture, I just want to uh, continue on a little bit with the, uh, you know, we're casting out uh, love. So some people have, all they're all different types of fear, right? But sometimes they're all different types of love also. 
right? So some people get into certain relationships where they believe that a man or woman, they believe that this person loves them because they are, and because they're abusive, I'm just saying it, right? And they believe that this person loves them. So now it's fear, they can't get out, they feel like they can't get out of the situation because of fear, right? But we know that there is hope in Jesus Christ. He'll be able to turn it around and get you out of whatever situation you're in safely. And like we say, again, sometimes we say it's easier said than done. You have some people that are good. Look, for instance, during COVID, right? You had some, some families that were in certain situations where they had a safe haven, some children, when they went to school. Yes. Some uh, adults had a safe haven when they went to work. So now they're home. Now we're going back to the spirit of fear. This all has to do with fear, right? So now they're home. And now different things are going on in the home because they're all together, confined in one you know, in one uh, uh, roof. So now this brings us back to fear. Now these people, you know, they're in the situation. They're fearful. So at the time, actually, domestic violence went up. <laughs> you know, yeah. we talk about fear. Domestic, domestic, I don't know how much percent. I can't remember. But it went up because of this. So um, people were fearful, but they had no choice because they had, to, I, I'm, I'm assuming this is where they had to live. Amen? So let's go back. Let's go to where we talk about Jesus Christ is the perfect love, right? That casts out all fear. Jesus conquered all fear, once again, through his blood. So let's go to John 3, 16. And the only reason why I brought up with the pandemic and about, you know, uh, where people had, they had no choice because it deals with fear. You know, they really didn't have a choice. And that resonates with fear. Or, and if they did have a choice, you know, it, it, you know, it's unfortunate that they could not get to a certain place. But I don't know anyone's situation. So I'm just, you know. given what I've read about. John 3, 6, through John 3, 16 to 17. And the scripture reads, Pastor Wells, could you read the scripture for me, please? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now whosoever believeth in him did not perish but had everlasting life. Okay. So, for God so loved the world. Well, we're talking about fear. Okay. So Jesus, I mean, God sent his son, his only begotten son. I mean, man was so wicked. You know, so God, the, the sacrificing the animals, I mean, go back and 
go back to the Old Testament. I mean, uh, you know, the priests, uh, different scriptures in the Old Testament where the priests would go in and the priests would have to wear a bell, right? right. <laughs> the priests would have to wear a bell in order to, when he went to atone for the sins of the people, he would wear a bell because if he wasn't right, you would hear that bell ring, and when the bell would stop, you knew that that priest wasn't right, right? So they have, I guess they'd have to go in and get him out because that would be it. That, they had to pull him out. That was it. Because he wasn't right. You can't go before the holy, uh, you know, you went to for God and you were not right. You were atoning for other people's sins, but you had sin in your life. So that wasn't going to work. But anyway, so this is why Jesus came on the scene. God sent his only begotten son to die for our sins. So dying for sins, not only your sins, but then that includes fear. That includes hypocrisy, lying, cheating, um, you know, uh, uh, just because uh, remember, you don't have to be a murderer. You don't have to be a liar, really. You don't have to be a cheater to go to hell. You must be born again. <laughs> you have to be saved. You have to accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. That's why the scripture says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, listen to me what I'm saying, in him, we're talking about Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, not the man down on, not the man on the street, because you know we're right by a, a route right here, a route if you want to say it. So not the man down the street, but him, we're talking about Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Amen? That believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Perish, meaning that you're not going to go into the lake of fire. Because once you die, then the judgment. And then you get cast, if you're not right, into the lake of, into the lake of fire. So it's saying that, but have everlasting life. But you're going to have eternal life with Jesus Christ, with God, when you accept him as your personal savior. So some people may be fearful, some people may feel fearful about this when you think about it, but not everybody. Some people say, oh, I'm going to be partying down there with my friends. I'm going to be partying in hell. I'm going to be having a good, no, see, but they're not thinking the consequences. You know, I hear certain people, even at work, I hear them at work say certain things. And I'm like, you know, they just say that because they really don't know any better. They don't. They really do not. You know, they don't know that. And that, in a way, should bring about fear to the point where you want to become saved. If we want to do a little opposite. Fear, respect, reverence, reverence, right? Where you want to get right with the Lord. Amen? And now 17 says, but God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Yes. Here we go. So he didn't send it at the time. It wasn't to, to judge the world, to condemn it. Huh? At the time, yes, the judgment is going to come. But however, he sent Jesus into the world at, for, the, for this particular time that the world would be saved. Amen. We're talking about the world. This, this scripture says the world. That means everyone will have an opportunity to become saved. On that day, you're not going to be able to say, well, no one told me. 
No one um, told me that uh, I needed to be saved. No, everyone is going to have an opportunity. And you know, sometimes it's interesting because sometimes until I can see that person, oh God, I don't want that person's blood to be on my head. You know, I always think about that. I'm always like, oh gosh. But, but I mean, when you think about it though, that person had some, that person will get an opportunity because someone, they have to know about the goodness of Jesus. They have to know that one time, you know, even if it's that one time and then they pass away, but that they had an opportunity to know that Jesus Christ is their, can become their Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. So let's just go, go back a little bit. We're talking about the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear. Can Jesus deliver us from that? Can he deliver us from the spirit of fear? Yes, he can. If you want to be delivered, if you want to be delivered today, you can be delivered today from fear. Whatever fear you have, Jesus Christ, you can ask him to come into your life to deliver you from that particular fear. Amen. 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 So let us, uh, talking about being delivered, we want to ask, uh, you know, talk about the plan of salvation, right? And some scriptures that I always read because they're important scriptures. And one of the scriptures is, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord. So the, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thought and let him return. Think about that, return. So some of these, when you think about it, this scripture, it could be people that were saved before and let him return unto the Lord. Amen. And let him return and have mercy upon. So God is giving you another opportunity. Maybe you were saved at one time and you became wicked. Right? And now he's giving you an opportunity to have mercy on your life. Yeah. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So he'll pardon you if you ask him to come into your life. And that's Isaiah 55 and 7. Now, this means to repent as Jesus Christ, I know, and accept him as your personal Savior. And then it also means to live in a life that's holy and acceptable before God. We don't want to just live any old type of life. We want to live a life that we know that God is going to be pleased. Amen? And another scripture is that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Amen? That's Romans 10 and 9. Yes. And for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10 and 13. So these scriptures are very important for salvation. Because you know what? People don't realize. People go to church. They sing on the choir. They get up. They do devotion. They do all this stuff. But at the end of the day, guess what's the most important when you stand before God? All those gifts, gifts and callings um, come without repentance. I can find that scripture. I know scripture, but the actual scripture of gifts and calling. Look it up. Gifts and callings come without repentance. Right. 
So you do all these things, all these different things in the church, all this, and then you go be stand before the day. I know everybody's gonna have to stand before the Lord, and it's gonna mean nothing. You know why? Because you never truly accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Important, very, very important. So we're gonna pray, we're gonna um let's have a word of prayer and ask uh Jesus to come into our lives today. Um well, I want to say bow your heads and um or lift your hands, you know, surrender. And that's probably the best way. Sometimes we say bow our heads, but sometimes we bow our heads, we just bow our heads. But if you lift your hands, lift your hands and ask the Lord to come into your life. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for another day, oh God. Lord, we ask you to forgive us, Lord, those that are out there in the airway. Lord, those are out, that are out there while we're doing this live stream uh, broadcast. Lord, we thank you right now. Lord, pray, repeat after me. Lord, come into my life. I'm a sinner. Oh, Lord, come into my life. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. Oh, God, cleanse my heart from all unrighteousness. Help me to find a, 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 a church that is that I'm able to you know, hear the word of God, the true word of God. Oh, Lord, help me to get my the prayer life, Lord. Oh, Lord, read my Bible. I thank you, oh, God. And even if I have a, certain fears, oh, God, I ask you for deliverance, oh, God. And I ask you, oh, God, to fill me with your Holy Spirit, oh, God. And get, and even help me to read my word and understand oh God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Just over the air, just say thank you. Thank just you. thank the Lord right now. Thank the Lord. Just thank you for coming into your life. Wherever you may be, thank you for coming into your life. Oh, we just thank you, Jesus. It's so important. It's so important. It's so important. Listen, listen. Today we tried to get here. Um, not trying to get here because we were getting in, and you know, sometimes the devil plays in your mind because our car broke down. And so I said to my husband, I'm like, well, are we going? Oh, we're going to be able to make it. Oh, no, we don't. We're going. Just like he said in the beginning, it has to be rain, sleet, snow. I mean, we're going to get through rain, sleet, snow. It'll have to be a blizzard for us not to make it. So we just, you know, we praise God that we were able to make it. I praise the Lord that I was able to come to you today and give you God's word. And it's only through him that I'm able to do it because I can't do it through myself. Only through the grace of God that I'm able to stand here before you. And I thank you, I thank you, and I thank the Lord. And I'm saying I thank, um, I'm saying I thank you because you're listening to me. So thank you for listening out there in the airways. But I thank the Lord for giving me the opportunity to bring the word of God to you. And I'm going to turn this service back into the hands of our pastor Wells. Amen. Oh, we all need to get rid of the spirit of fear. I could testify to that personally because I, I dealt with a couple of issues where there was nobody but me, God, and the devil. And it was a, one issue was I, I told my wife, 
years ago coming back from Maryland, we dealt with a real issue of thing. I dealt with a situation when I was going across the Bay Bridge. If you ever been to Maryland, uh, they have a bridge called the Bay Bridge. It was way high up there, way high. And I got on that bridge. I was coming. I, I saw started with from here. Coming from here, they, they gave me a wrong vehicle that I rented. They gave me a truck. I don't rent trucks. I rent sedans or luxury cars, and I don't rent trucks. Somehow, the vehicle that I spoke to rent, it wasn't there. So they gave me a truck. One of the big, one of the big ones, too. You know, the big, like, you know, the construction worker trucks, that's what they gave me. So I'm here trying to drive this big, giant truck. That's already getting on my nerves. But by the time I left the state of New York, the uh, the stir the, the uh, axle light came on that it wasn't functioning. Now, now what happened with that? It started heating on something, and it started heating on that, and it was working on my head. So, now to be honest, everywhere I went, I was scared to drive. I, I was scared. I was scared to drive. I wasn't telling nobody. I went to see my niece. I Body. So I'm driving slow down the highway with this big old truck and the lights do flashing. But let me tell you something. Don't play into the end of the game. Because <laughs> what happened was by the time I had talked to my brother, my brother told me a shortcut to come back to get on the Delaware Memorial Bridge. So I took that shortcut. I'm going down the highway. I'm happy. Get out of here. Get home. Quick. So now I get up to the toll. And the devil started talking. He said, look how high that bridge is. And I'm so dumb, I looked. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I looked. Now, I started driving. I know how to come home. So I started driving up that bridge. And the more I drove up, looked like the highest point. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, the spirit of fear came over me. The devil spoke to me directly, like the way I'm talking to you, and said, Make or you turn, or you can't make or you turn on that bridge. And he said, Make or you turn. But I want to tell you something about fear and God. God don't give us that kind of fear. So while I was terrified driving up that bridge, the enemy talking, I was all alone. But the spirit of God began to. Let the word of God flow out of me. No weapon that formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rise up against me, judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness of me stands the Lord. And I started pleading in the blood of Jesus. So you got to know about the blood of Jesus. You have to have to apply it to your life. And you can plead the blood of Jesus against the enemy. But there's one thing I want to tell you is a fact. The devil. Them demons that run around the head working through people. They can't stand the blood of Jesus. They cannot stand a person that knows how to use the blood of Jesus with authority. You ever seen a vampire movie and a guy, the priest come out with a, with a, a, a cross and jack that? The vampire already knows if he's facing. He has to face He just got a collar on and a cross. I see the movie. I actually see the movie like that. The preacher, get back, get back. Well, the vampire said, okay, I'm going to get back to the show. I'll bite you. <laughs> I'm going to give you some priest blood today. He sure did bite him. But the other man, the man stepped forward and said, I said, get 
get back now. The vampire knows that the man's voice has authority. And because he has authority of the blood of Jesus, he ain't moving. He's the one that's back. He's the one stepping back. So what I want to tell you about is, it is the blood of Jesus that comes up from all being on righteousness. It's that blood that will keep you. When you're going down that highway, like my wife said, the different types of fear, I'm every one of those things outside of the fear of God, which is clean fear. Those other fears are not clean. They terrorize you. They terrorize you when you go in a high building. They terrorize you when you got to speak before people and you may have something that's important to say, but that fear comes up to keep you from doing it. That fear when you get around people, you're scared. You got trouble with your kind of sin, all kind of spiritual. But that's not God. God is not author of confusion, and He's not the God of fear. He's the God of peace and of love and of a sound mind. That's the thing about the Word of God. What my wife is saying is true. God is the one that brings us out of fear. The devil is the one that puts us in. See, people come to the fear of God and the nonsense fear that the devil gives. God bears clean men and it doesn't terrorize you. It makes you want to get right. The fear of God makes you want to live right. Not terrify you, how you acting crazy, talking about you're going to commit suicide, you're going to jump off a bridge and all those other stupid stuff. That's the devil. That's how he operates. People think I'm joking. People jump off the bridge out of fear. Their bills and all kinds of stupid stuff. That's the devil talking to them. Jump off the bridge. End it all. 99% of the times now, when you talk about jumping off the bridge, you think your wife and your family can get the insurance money. The insurance company, they don't want to get a dime if they find insurance. They ain't giving up a dime. So you dying in pain, you're going to be lost in pain. <laughs> They're not giving up a dime. They don't want to pay as it is. Yeah, but you're going to jump off a bridge. My wife forgets money. That actually happened here where I live. To be truthful, a man jumped off the Japanese bridge. When it was called the Japanese bridge. And it was a professional dive and I was driving on the bridge. See him jumping and he jumped in and saved him. And the man cussed him out to save him. How did you save me? Now my wife's not going to get the insurance money. He, she wasn't getting insurance money anyway because he was jumping off the bridge. But listen, the word of God was true. It came forth today. My wife told you how to be saved, how to get delivered from your fears. She told you what you need to do, what we already did. Because we all had to come to the cross of Calvary. We all had to repent about sin. We all had to get right with God. Every single one of us had to get right with God. None of us was above repentance. Ain't nobody above. I don't care what nobody said. I don't care how much you know or who you know. Until you know God, you don't know nobody. Yeah, you're just talking and running around. Who you know God, you don't really know a soul. When you know God, you know who's in control. That's the key thing. All right, now. Wednesday night Bible study 815. Right here. 35 South Middletown Road. Now you went to New York. Come out and enjoy the Lord with us. Come a little more God, about God's word. And Sunday, I'm going to say 8.15 on Wednesday to 5.15 on Sunday evening. 
And those of you that's been writing us, uh, sending us emails, and stuff, I just want to let you know, we care about you. We're praying for you. We will be replying back to your emails. I guess still have to walk with God for yourself. Still got to walk with God. You still got to walk with God. On two Wednesday night Bible study, 815, I want you to be blessed. I'll come out on, enjoy us online. I'll come on over here. And now you went on oh, next Sunday. I'll see you then. Enjoy, Mother.